Oh, hi, Mark. The biggest match in history right here. Come on, guys, let's brainstorm this puppy. Like a boss. Let me get this straight. I'm gonna spell it out for you. Ball game. This dude was right when he called you out on his podcast. This is gonna end very badly. You ain't stepped up, you fell off. I'm not a good guy. You don't get a trophy for participation. And these two right here, well, they're my insurance policy. What? This is a great show, no enhancement needed. Hello everyone out there. This once again is the Wishful Booking Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jimmy Moorcraft and I am joined as always by my co-host Liam McNulty. Again and again. What's going on? I hope everyone is doing well. Last week we began the show saying that SummerSlam is beginning to get bloated. Now it is morbidly obese at this point. (laughs) Fat bastard! Uh, We are 10 matches in. 11 matches in. 11 11 matches matches in. There's definitely going to be a tag team, raw tag team title match. We're looking at 12 matches. We don't have any announced for the kickoff show yet. Well, that we know about. I was beginning to think that Big Show and Big Cast could possibly be a pre-show match until the added announcement of a shark cage. Yeah. But we will get into the card (laughs) as we go over both shows. The shark cage is an investment, Jimmy. They make sure you ain't booty. Uh, We will begin with Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw opened in a very uh, interesting fashion, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I liked that the Miztourage was in the ring to open the show. Definitely. Kurt Angle came out. Well, Miz wanted to call out Jason Jordan. I was wondering at first, I was like, are they really, like, pushing Jason Jordan so much that they're going to put him in the opening segment? Yeah, in this this capacity. Yeah, and I knew that the Toronto crowd was going to be rabid. I had no idea what to anticipate on both Monday and Tuesday because it was in the same arena. Yeah. Um, But nonetheless... And they didn't disappoint. They did not. So uh, Kurt Angle brought out a very special guest for The Miz, and I don't know about you, I was not expecting this. I did not know Lesnar was advertised, actually. Uh, Nor did I. I feel like lately he's been on this show... Not interacting with the competitors he's going to be facing at SummerSlam. But yeah, for me, well, it's been working. I enjoyed this segment. He essentially destroyed the Mistourage, yeah. all three of them. The Mistourage were in character as his yeah. opponents at yeah, SummerSlam. That, yeah, Paul Heyman was brilliant. The whole that was role interesting. Playing. Yeah, it, it, was a, it was a clever way, definitely creative. It was yeah. definitely a creative way yeah. to As uh, soon as he started talking about the role playing, I was like, ah, oh, this is awesome. We're going to get to see Brock Lesnar rip these guys apart. Yeah, last week... I expressed my opinion. I can't recall if you agreed or disagreed. Well, yeah, why would you? That Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman were being little on the heelish side, saying, you know, if we lose, we're going to leave, and the odds are stacked against us. Even though Paul Heyman drifted back towards, you know, of course we're going to win. But it was, you know, I said how it was a little, it sent me mixed messages personally as a a viewer. It's strange how he's he was guaranteeing Brock would win and saying what would happen if he didn't. Yeah, but nonetheless, this week, I think that, I mean, if you're putting The Miz, who was one of the most hated heels, we as Marks enjoy his heel work, but he can get a crowd reaction to go against him whenever he want. To put Brock against him, they were definitely painting him as a babyface this week, hardcore. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're hell-bent on tracking Brock's heel-face tendencies... What are you talking about? Well, I mean, you know how I don't think that anybody needs to be one or the other. But yeah. just coming from last week where I did think that they were drifting towards whiny heel territory, at least Paul Heyman was, this week I feel like they bounced back. Yeah. Because you have The Miz completely instigating Brock and Brock yeah. looking like a complete badass knocking totally. them all down. Totally. Uh, it was a really good segment, actually. I what enjoyed was with it. The, what was with The Miz talking all that trash? He had to... I mean, his character has to know what's coming. Even yeah. at the announcement of Brock Lesnar's name, 
let alone after talking all that trash. You have to think that either A, he thought that Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas would be able to take him, which is a horrible yeah, thing Yeah, a make. horrible assessment. I agree with you, though, because The Miz is painted as one of the more intelligent heels, so it would make you think why Miz just wouldn't get out of the ring. Yeah, um, yeah. But when I he guess... said, when my hand goes up, your mouth yeah. goes shut, Paul... I was like, oh. yeah. and then Paul Heyman just drops the mic. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, so it was a good, it was a really creative use of Lesnar. I enjoyed it. Again, I don't know if Brock literally goes on a plane and goes home after these appearances because, you, you mean know, before the end of the show? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like, you know, we'll get into the end of the show, but I feel as though they could have definitely used him again. I think we kind of touched on this last week with his appearance with the, the triple threat match later yeah, on in the night could last, have last week. week yeah. Um, but now that we're talking about it, I would imagine that they've just made a decision to keep Brock separated from the other three, possibly until SummerSlam. Maybe they have some interaction to tease that match at the go-home show next week, but it seems like that's the choice they've made, yeah. that the novelty of the four-way be for these three that have been interacting with each other so much to finally be in a four-man scenario with Brock. Yeah, I mean, that definitely seems to be the, the way they're going. Modus operandi. Yes. You gotta keep them separated. So then uh, we can get into the women's division because there were two matches on the Raw card associated with determining a new number one contender. Um, Hello, ladies. Well, actually, before we get into the matches, I think we should talk about Bailey. Oh, Uh, God. Yeah. Do we have to? Yeah, I guess we should. Um, Wow. Bailey, 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 uh, Bailey. Bailey comes out. Um, Was she being interviewed or did she come out alone? No, she was being interviewed. She came out to be interviewed by interviewer i think it was charlie charlie caruso yeah so yeah bailey comes out she's in the sling we were talking off air i you know i'm like 50 50 and whether or not this injury is real um yeah i I think monday night clinched it for me that it is yeah um because it didn't if it were if it were fake they would have had a classic attack the shoulder spot which they didn't have last week they had to replay what actually happened and you know what i mean yeah, but there was a spot in the match after the injury where Nia Jax did the chicken wing, which you would think, well, it does hurt the shoulders. So I was telling right. you that either Bailey underestimated the injury. I won't use the example that we used off air because that's not appropriate. <laughs> but I, but there are definitely other ones. For example, one that is on record on the WWE Network of Randy Orton where he did the same exact thing and they had to alter the outcome of the match because the referee knew that the shoulder, shoulder was injury. Yeah. So it just makes you wonder why Nia Jax would do that chicken wing to Bailey Again, Bailey maybe underestimated, said she can continue. It's possible, but... Which is what I think happened. But <clears throat> on that note, if it were a scripted injury, they would probably show the chicken wing, too, in the replay, you know? Like, show that Nia, you know, further probably damaged they did. the chicken no, wing. They, they showed the chicken wing? Yeah, that's what I was telling you. In the replay, they went on to show Nia, after the injury, do that oh. move. That's the whole reason I brought it up. I would okay. I would have forgotten that that happened. And when yeah. I saw it, I'm thinking, why would they show, like, that kind of makes Nia look reckless. So oh, so that's, that's, what's got, that's part of what's got you thinking yeah. it still could be scripted. Yeah. Yeah, but I again, don't... like I said, Bailey maybe underestimated, whatever the case may be. It also is a little coincidental that everyone was questioning, including us, why Bailey was even chosen to be number one contender after her questionable booking with Alexa. Yeah. But then you and I also discussed, and you helped bring some rationality to the fact that Sasha and Alexa could have been a really hot feud because their Great Balls of Fire match definitely exceeded expectations. Yeah. The angle afterwards was great, and on Raw Talk, Sasha completely went in on her. Yeah. You're you're saying the angle afterwards, you mean it ended, the match at Great Balls of Fire ended in a countout. I'm sure I've said this before, but I'll say it again for anyone in the cheap seats. Yeah. What are you talking about? I already think that gives her a case to make that she should already be owed a rematch, you know? Just like with AJ and Kevin Owens, their first U.S. title match. 
Yeah. You beat the champion. Well, no, that less so. In this case, Sasha beat Alexa. If you beat a champion, by any means, you should be able to shot at the title. Yeah, opinion. no, I agree, and and I think that Sasha Banks was bringing in an air of reality to the feud with yeah, what with she was saying about Alexa, stuff. which was definitely not something that I feel like would be scripted on you know raw programming. No, yeah, I don't read scripts; script reads me. Uh, so I don't know. It just it makes you wonder why they would salvage that great possibility of a second match, which you could have made no holds barred, or you could have added some type of stipulation, maybe even a cage match or something, if you wanted yeah. to tease Nia not getting involved just makes you wonder why you would and at SummerSlam nonetheless Barclay Center specifically where Sasha Banks already has history um yeah so in this exact uh, setting yeah. and, and Bailey just has not been booked well since that that whole fiasco with the kendo stick and I was envisioning oh, her not entering the title scene for a while so when the injury went down and I'm still putting in air quotes <laughs> so, you know and everyone you know no, Sasha be Sasha began to you know, she seemed disappointed. I noted how they didn't shake hands after the match, which may have not been a big deal. I'm just an over-analytical asshole. Well, nah. but Goddamn, Hal. My mom actually saw a meme on Instagram that said Bailey out of SummerSlam before I actually knew it was real. I'm like, oh, let's wait until Raw to figure it out. I'll show you. Yeah. This particular Instagram post before Raw said Bailey out of SummerSlam. Underneath, there was a picture of Sasha smiling, saying, ha ha. And it made me think, like, well, it would be interesting if Sasha somehow swoops in. Yeah. It's convenient. We know that Bailey and Sasha eventually are going to have this this feud. And the way it's happening now, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Sasha has to earn it. But in any case... It's probably real, this injury, whatever yeah. the case may be. I just think it's weird, but whatever. Yeah. Did it strike you that Sasha was smiling the entire time she came out and had an interaction with well, Bailey? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know if my mom was going there because of it. what I saw. Yeah. Or, but I just, I don't know. They're not really playing. It. Like, Corey Graves would be the one to say, like, oh, Sasha's not mad. You know, like, yeah. so I'm not. I'm going to spell it out for you. I mean, we have another week to go, so I'm not uh-huh. going to. But I think that there's a possibility of something yeah, yeah, that yeah, could definitely. play into this. Definitely. Uh, and the only other major talking point of this problem. Promo, besides the fact that Bailey really isn't ever that great of a promo, it's, it's just her, <laughs> oh, you know, likability that comes across. Toronto, though, is not yeah. having any of Bailey booing no. her after she was talking about her injury being out of SummerSlam. And, and Bailey said, uh, response I, I, to it was, yeah, do you know ideal. it by verbatim? She was trying to say thank you to those of you who supported me both, you know, with us here and who tweeted Social media. support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then because she heard the boos and she said, all right, well, the people who tweeted, she was like, kind of. That's how it came off to me. Was like, all right, well then, not not you. If you're booing, not you. But yeah. those of you who did support me. Didn't she say something like, I don't know why you're booing? Didn't she say something like that? She's, like, I don't she know why. She said, she said that so, was she, the thing. She that was like, like, oh, you're booing. I feel like, yeah, she was something like, like that. She definitely said the word booing, acknowledging that. And I was telling you that you know it would be acceptable with some baby faces like a Dean Ambrose who has that rough exterior who can kind of falter here and there. He'd be better as a heel, but his babyface persona being a lunatic fringe, I feel like I could see him, you know, going off a little bit in like a city like that who's not reacting to him the way he wants. Yeah. Bailey, though, just does not fit her character. You no. can tell that she was visibly upset. And this worked with Alexa Bliss with, with the what chance. Yeah. Because she did that interview with Sam Roberts where she said that she got well, angry and she went back and that worked. Those Yeah, those are two different things. But the what chance, she had a strategy and she yeah. executed it well. Well, the first time this she was, did I think just, she just did. Bailey's genuine reaction. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Was yeah. legit thrown by the booze, which yeah. I was kind of too. Regardless of where they were. Yeah, no. So that was, just, I mean, you just should never, I mean, it happens. 
you're in the live entertainment business. You have to power it through. Was, it's it, part it of It became like, cringeworthy. When yeah, she, I literally closed my eyes. Then they started booing was, harder, yeah. and I just felt so bad looking at her. She yeah. seemed really thrown by it. You fans can stick it, brother! Uh, I was even telling you off air, I feel like Vince should have thrown an audible and have Sasha's music cut earlier than expected to try and, like, spin the crowd. But even yeah. when Sasha came out, as you said, you know, she was all smiles and... So, uh, you know, I guess yeah. we'll see where this goes. But definitely. it set up we two triple will. threat matches in the night. We had oh. Sasha Banks versus Emma versus Alicia Fox. And you would think, oh, well, Alicia Fox is going to take the pin. She hasn't even been on Raw in a few weeks. Of course not. Emma, who <laughs> got the greatest reaction in a while, which I was so happy about. Yeah. And she looked good. I mean, she always looks good in, in the ring. But she, like, when you always talk about people stepping up to the plate and, you know, that was an Grab example of her ring. doing it. And, you know, we're going to get into this on SmackDown, but you'll say how not everyone should make a card. They should earn it. Yep. This is an example where Emma, I don't think she could do anything at this point. She was definitely really impressive in that match. I'm hoping yeah. that Toronto was a start to show Vince. Like, you talk about the so-called women's revolution. Give Emma a chance. She literally was at the forefront. Mm -hmm. And it was a good match, too. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. But Emma had to tap out. I don't know why. Why was that necessary? I don't get it. Alicia Fox is in there. She's not there all the time. Why not take that as an out? I mean, and you could use Emma in a few months or weeks, even after SummerSlam. Yeah. If Sasha is to be Alexa and, yeah. and start that feud. It just, Unfortunately, it's because you're talking to someone who is less concerned with Emma than yeah, you I, are. Yeah, I just feel like you only have Alexa and Nia as viable heels, and Emma is a third heel who is getting that crowd reaction in. Yeah. You should want to build as many as you want. Well, yeah. So Sasha Banks wins that match. We then have a second match, which you should have just had Nia Jax walk to the ring with highlighters and red arrows pointing, saying that I'm winning <laughs> against yeah. Mickey and Dana. I mean, uh, you may as well have when they first announced both triple threats. It was like, yeah, well, okay, so Sasha and Nia next week. Yeah. I got to be honest, though, that near fall with Emma, I was like, are they going to like give Emma this win really? right now? Like, yeah. Oh, man. Just the you one, did that to yourself. Just that one. You did that to yourself. The entire crowd erupted, too. So I was yeah. not alone. But yeah, I mean, well, I, I said to you, I mentioned off air, I wish they would have had three singles matches. And why not just put Emma in a triple threat with Nia and Sasha next week? You know? Yeah. She's no, obviously I, not going to win, yeah. nor is probably Nia. It's probably going to be Sasha versus Alexa at SummerSlam. So. Absolutely. I mean, unless they are going to. Even if you're going to end up doing a triple threat at SummerSlam, you could have them both pin Emma at mm -hmm. the same time somehow. Bingo! <laughs> so Nia Jax wins the second triple threat match with yeah. Dana Brooke and Mickie James. The WWE app did a video on Nia and Alexa, their friendship, saying how they're best friends, showing pictures of them, calling <laughs> them Team Rude. Yeah. I just don't feel like they do enough on Raw to highlight that. If anything, when Nia pointed to Alexa, Alexa was good the way she was like, oh, you know, she's just in the moment when Nia pointed at her. They're trying to paint Alexa thinking that, like, Nia's her best friend and she won't go to those lengths to get the title. But I, I just feel like you could have explored that friendship so much more, especially since you're having your social media department do it for you. Yeah. Come on, guys. Let's brainstorm this puppy. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, no. Three you're backstage right. backstage segments on Raw or something. It's something. Just, it's weird. Yeah. Um, so anything about the women's division? Next week, it's going to be Sasha Banks, Nia Jax for the number one contendership. You and I are pretty confident. I mean, I do have to say, Sasha. I, I don't think a triple threat match is off the table, personally. No, but neither do I. I'm almost hoping it is a triple threat match because they had the opportunity to have another four weeks of really, five weeks of great build with Sasha and Alexa to of build just, that feud. Of just telling their one-on-one yeah, -on -one story. because that match alone at Great Balls of Fire did so much to add yeah. to that. So yeah. At I the end of that night, I could have sworn it was just going to be Alexa versus Sasha in a rematch at SummerSlam. Yeah. Ultimately, that's still my preference. Another great match like they had at Great Balls of Fire, but... 
a much more satisfying conclusion, regardless of who wins. Yeah, I just feel like if you do the triple threat at SummerSlam, you could build to that final one-on-one confrontation a little more, just because they've sacrificed the story with this whole Bailey thing. Okay, but, yeah. I mean, they, it'll still be a good match, so regardless... Because for whatever reason, at this point, they've already interrupted that story yeah, so much. So like yeah, maybe, that's a good point. But, uh, both options are, are going yeah, to be Yeah, you're right, good. you're right. Both options I'm excited for. Yeah. Uh, go into the, the tag team scene. We find out that the Revival are once again on the shelf. Uh, this oh God, t- This yeah. time, uh, Scott Dawson is out with a ruptured bicep. Yep. Uh, the WWE.com article said he's out of SummerSlam, which is interesting because he wasn't scheduled, it makes you wonder what the plans were. I had thought that maybe it'd be a tag team turmoil match or something yeah, like that. We, I thought it would be a triple threat between the Hardys, the club, and Revival. We talked about it last week, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and then I disagree just because of how many matches there are on the card. Like, would that happen on the pre-show? Like, yeah, what would it I, be thought for? It would, I thought it would happen on the pre-show. Oh, all right. And now I think Would it be that, for anything, or just... Well, in my mind, it should have been for number one contendership for the tag titles, but... Um, and then you would you still know, do that's... Rollins and Ambrose versus... Versus uh, gotcha. the bar, which yeah. I, th- I think is their name. Which is the next storyline to get yeah, into. Yeah, That's if I'm cute. Um, so we had this week, we had once again, I don't know why they're robbing me of my Seth Rollins-Cesaro match, because I need it in my life. And of course, <laughs> yeah, of course they gave it to Dean Ambrose, Jameson which they had Rollins a... Again. You gotta keep them separated. They had a good, really long match, yeah. by the way. It was almost yeah, as long yeah. as the main event. Yeah. Um, good match. Seth Rollins-Cesaro really would have been 85 times better. But before that happened... I don't disagree. Yeah. Before that happened, we had Seth Rollins versus Sheamus. This week, Sheamus beat uh, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins then goes and attacks both of them. There's another 2-1-1 beatdown. Crowd is anticipating Ambrose. Yep. Ambrose stayed true to his word last week. He's and not did coming not out. come out. That's right. Backstage segment. And this is what bothered me. Ambrose is like, why'd you go do that? Like, Rollins didn't go backstage to, like, yell at him for not coming out. Ambrose is the one that said, why'd you go and do that? You make me look like an idiot. Like, Seth Rollins, the words out of his mouth and were never, why thought, did you I not help Rollins me? I thought Rollins was kind of... Well, I was like, what, man? Because he was, like, looking at him. But at the same time, Ambrose is saying, why'd you go and do that? And, yeah. You know, Seth Rollins is a babyface who's gonna... It may not be smart, but he's gonna fight the two guys who are unfairly beating him. And yeah. just the way it goes. Like, yep. fuck you, Ambrose. Like, what? I mean, it just annoyed <laughs> me when he said that. You're not biased at all, though. Yeah, well... No, I guess not. <laughs> well, I am. You yeah, are. That's what I mean. Ooh, that's a bingo. You but are, I mean, yeah. still, I mean, I just feel like a baby face would do that regardless if he's trying to make anyone look bad. Like, I don't think that was Seth's plan. Oh, I'm going to go and hit them because I know Ambrose is not going to. You know, like, yeah. I don't think it was. Yeah. So regardless what we said after there was Ambrose Cesaro, good match. Uh, Ambrose wins, which I would have done. Seth Rollins beating Sheamus again, and yeah, interesting beating Sheamus. Ambrose. Well, they had yeah, they had Rollins, but, they had Rollins uh, beat Sheamus, did beat Sheamus last week, yeah. and lost. To, I was surprised, but it was all for the. It's part of the story they're telling. Yeah, no, it I just I don't know. That, I like Cesaro more than that Sheamus, that so I guess I wanted to give him the win. Um, oh no, I'm with you. Uh, I mean, I don't. Well, you like I Sheamus? Hate, I don't hate Sheamus, but yeah, you I, like Sheamus. More I do. Than no, I know. Not more than Cesaro. This, Not more than. Listen, Cesaro. guys, this kid does bro Not more thing at work, so I don't know about that. The broke. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> but, I um, mean, the broke thing's fun to do. So after the Cesaro match... Cesaro needs to get more coordinated, not trip as much, uh, yeah. both verbally and physically. So then, now this time, Sheamus and Cesaro attack Ambrose. Yeah. And yeah. then Seth Rollins runs out and helps him. Saw that coming a mile away. Sheamus um, and Cesaro are cleared by Ambrose and Rollins in a very excellent piece of... I don't know, acting or moment, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, Ambrose yeah, yeah. finally conflicted. 
puts his fist out for the dramatic bump. Reluctantly, yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, and I'm like, I think, and they didn't turn Seth Rollins heel, so I don't want to say that, but I'm like, is this whole thing going to be like Seth Rollins going back to being a dick and like walking away from Ambrose? And I'm like, they'll never have Rollins leave this ring right now. Like, that just cannot happen. Like, I would laugh if that happens. And he fucking leaves. Did you laugh? Did you think it was funny? No, I I thought it'd be funny. Was it funny? I was annoyed, and like, I went online, and like, some people love it. And I'm going to ask your opinion in a moment. Because you have a week until SummerSlam. Yeah. The crowd is hot in Toronto. And the moment when you have a hot crowd, it like does something psychologically to your three point whatever million viewers to make the moment even more amazing than you already perceive it to be. Yeah. That crowd reaction does so much emotionally, psychologically. Yeah. yeah, You would not have that crowd reaction, in my opinion, next week. I don't even unless they're going to be in Chicago or Philly. My my thinking is that Brooklyn, you have that reaction. Why not just do it? Then you build. Finally, you can make the match that night. So like, yeah, you can build, I mean, what are now you gonna you make can, it now? You have two month? weeks left, so you can build. You can yeah, say, you can promote the match for the next. So two weeks. Seth Rollins leaves the ring. Well, but Ambrose's it got it got a out. reaction when Rollins rolled out of the it ring. Did. It did. You know the crowd. But do you want to be booing Seth right now? They I weren't mean, really booing. They were just kind of let down. Somewhere. Like they were they were yeah. hyped up for the Shield moment, and then they were let down when it didn't happen. But I think. Deep down, everyone kind of And why not follow this up with a backstage segment? Everything has been backstage segments with you have been hot and cold on. See, I think Rollins and Ambrose both have a pinfall victory over the two tag champions. So I feel like Angle gives them a match or gives them the opportunity to have a match, which they end up accepting over the course of maybe that's part of the story they tell on Raw like throughout the night. Um, But I think that there's a chance that they don't do the shield fist bump until they're standing tall with the titles in hand at SummerSlam. And, but think of the moment that would be. It would be. So is Rollins going, going to say, essentially, you were reluctant to do it to me, so I'm not just going to like be there when you want a fist bump? Like, what could be... Like, Rollins has been so adamant. You were even saying, well, Amherst has to come around. All right, well, Amherst has come around. That moment is great. Like, what... Seth Rollins, he's I been a baby face point... for a while, but why, why would he... What can you say from leaving? Well, at this like, point, Rollins' position is too little, too late. And I guess maybe Ambrose has to prove something further to yeah. him. But I'm saying maybe you just hold it where it is and you make the match like that and you have them both go into it reluctantly and only over the course of the match in, you know, having great chemistry together that they, you know, in, so instead you, of so instead of talking have... it out, instead of talking it out, you really? have the match do that. I feel like you'd have to have some sort of backstage segment with like some communication before the match just happens. Maybe not going full in on why they didn't fist each other. <laughs> they weren't in the mood. But like, I don't know. I just feel like I would need something beforehand. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like maybe Kurt I Angle's think... in the room, or you know, like I feel like they're gonna have to be. You, you know what I mean? Have, like Kurt Angle's gonna have just, to make the match, or you just cut to Ambrose. Comes across Rollins next week, and he just goes, you know, what what the hell was that last week? You finally got what all you right, want. No, that's fine. You I spit just, in my face. Right. And then Rollins just looks at him and goes, too little, too late, man. And they part ways. And yeah. then later you find out that Angle has offered them an opportunity at the titles. They've accepted. And so you just start promoting the match. And then... The biggest match in history right here. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. I do. Making the match right before SummerSlam doesn't hurt the match at all, but I just feel like I would have rathered it happen then personally well also, I, I would too i'm just saying i'm just saying at this point yeah yeah you, you no no can't. there's yeah, only no, one I, week left I your only option is to do also, it right before i mean i'm a big seth rollins guy but like does rollins yes, really have a leg to stand on here i mean you're still the one who fucked he them over he didn't after joe was finished with him well that's not funny um well, but walked right into it rollins but like fan. you know like why you know what i mean like does he really have a reason because he's been reluctant after you 
ruined a brother. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. from a babyface perspective, I don't know. I'm going to wait until next week before I make this assessment, but Rollins is just starting to have immense character development and really be the babyface that they envisioned him to be when Finn Balor got injured and they switched his yeah. role, essentially. Yeah, so yeah, I just yeah. feel like you have to tread water carefully with him being good and good and good and seeking out Ambrose and seeking out Ambrose, wanting to get hit by a chair, when he's been saying, what more do I have to do? I'm just interested to see how they, you know, what his words are. Because I feel like they have to be carefully said. Because, again, he is the one that fucked them over. So, yeah. although I was annoyed that Ambrose didn't just fist him a while ago, he does have <laughs> some type of logic in not doing it. Yeah. So Rollins to just all of a sudden now be like, oh, forget you. I just feel like he does well, have I mean, legs to stand on. You know, but... he, just, he just made the save on Ambrose. Ambrose was going to get his yeah, ass kicked right, and yeah, Rollins I made the save. Right. So, duh. You yeah, know, no. Anybody would fist me at this point. Right. Probably the lowest shot ever given to professional wrestling. Absolutely. They'll fist each other at SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a good old time. Bingo! How fun! What a maneuver there! I'll show you. Uh, in terms of Raw, I, I was going to jump to the main event. Do you have anything else to... I, again, didn't have that much with Raw this week, to be honest. Um, um, oh, Goldust. Do you want to really... Oh, yeah. I just... You know, the Goldust teased something for SummerSlam. Yeah. definitely got my hopes up that he might begin a program with somebody high-profile... I guess Finn Balor is the only one I came up with when I'm looking across the SummerSlam card, but... Yeah, see, I think it's something totally different. I think Summer Rae is going to be joining him, and she's going to be like a pseudo-Marlena kind of thing. What makes you say that? Where And where the hell has Summer Rae been? Uh, she, well, she's been waiting to be called to do something. She's clear uh-huh. to compete, even though I think she could be a manager. And I've been... Clearly. Well, I'm not the only one who thinks this. I mean, Uprox has been saying for weeks that they'd be a good fit. I just envision her doing something like that with him. Not just because she's a blonde with big tits, but I just feel like she has that kind of demeanor that could be a yeah. Goldust-esque, you know, you like think he need, You think he needs a Marlena? I don't think he needs it, but he also mentioned male or female. And that's what then made me think. I don't even know if it's going to be yeah. wrestling involved. Technically, Goldust is a filmmaker. It could be just, I don't know, but I could, it's out there. I don't know. Yeah, we collectively kind of want Balor, them to. I don't think Finn Balor, though. I think Finn Balor and Bray are going to be tied for a while. Oh, that's another thing to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but Goldust, we'll see where that goes, definitely. I'm sure that next week we'll have another little. Yeah, I just love it for them to give him an opportunity. I think he can still go. And, yeah. You know, the Goldust character was underutilized. Oh, you know, I agree. Since he's been, since the 90s, basically. Believe me, you so know just... I would have done Goldust and Dean Ambrose for the title at yeah. SummerSlam. So yeah. that's, you know. I would have paid to see it. Um, So Finn Balor comes out. Yep. Uh, cuts a fairly generic promo. Um, you yeah. know, he's, I mean, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty. I love him, but, you know, just feud. I, I was hoping for some sort of like, not like a Randy Orton has a horror situation, but <laughs> some type of. <laughs> Definitely a, not that. You know, like Seth and Daddy. Finn had more of like a supernatural element to their feud leading into last year's SummerSlam. And I understand he was also introducing the Demon King character, yeah. talking about the origin yep. and that room he sat in. But I would kind of bring him back to there. I would have done like him on a video talking about, you know, Bray should watch a step because you know who can come out. The Demon King can come out. Yeah. Instead, in the ring, it was just a fairly... I think they're teasing it in more subtle ways. They, they... Yeah, and then Bray comes out. They did essentially Cause... the same thing they did last week, except Bray now teleported onto the screen. Yeah. And then they essentially made the match official. I was just hoping for a little more meat in this feud because it started initially at the Superstar Shakeup. Bray Wyatt, that's when he came on Raw, was to... Um, he, yeah, on the video, that was for his Finn. first appearance was for Finn. Yeah. yeah, and then he fucked over Finn in that Intercontinental Championship number one contenders match, the Triple Threat. It was Miz, Balor, Rollins in the main right. event. Right, 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 right. And then Joe fucked over Seth. Bray fucked over Finn. That's right. 
And then Braun got hurt, so instead of going Brain Finn at Extreme Rules, they did the Fatal Five Way. Yeah. And they, you know, they interacted there. I don't. And then they but kind the of put it wasn't to the really, side. Yeah. No, and I just feel like, and I said this in prior podcasts that I would have added something else throughout that time because yeah. they knew they were going to get there eventually. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. we have a week to go, and what's the feud, what's the feud based on? You That's know? a good so, call. That's and a I really good like call. They're such two of the most interesting characters, two of my favorite wrestlers. If you would have said so, back then that they're not going to wrestle for the first time till SummerSlam, I would have said, well, what the hell are they going to do from right. now to then? But the possibility. But now we're a week endless. out, and it's like, well, what the hell have they done? Yeah. <laughs> Since so, then. I mean, and I have to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised. And the way I would book this, and we'll go into predictions next week but just really quickly i would have bray wyatt beat finn balor clean oh yeah just wow. because i feel like bray that's brash bray is starting to get on top you know he beat seth rollins twice you had the whole i poke in there but it was yeah, still two see, nights in a row i tend to think they gave him the rounds double victories to endure the balor loss but go ahead i think that and I mean, I would hope that now that they're going to carry this feud after SummerSlam, that's where they have the opportunity to build on the story. Yeah. You could have then Finn introduce the demon, and and in the match. Wait a second! No, you got to have the demon. I I, I think it's I, a, I think it's a given because that's what another yeah. thing I was going to say is that should end the the demon should end the feud. And so if that's how you're looking at it, just don't have the demon at SummerSlam. I think that would be a huge disappointment if he showed up for a Bray Wyatt match mm. at SummerSlam. You know. Sans demon mode. It would. I just think that you can... I was hoping they were going to build to the demon instead of it just coming you out. You still could. I, so, I, w- I mean, controversial. I understand it's controversial. The SummerSlam card is bloated. They haven't been getting the time they deserve. I feel like you do Bray and Finn. You could have Bray cheat to win, but in like a supernatural way. Maybe like... T- like yeah. He, not like a poke or a low blow or tights like... In a supernatural way, like yeah, teleportation. Yeah. Like lights. Then and... you have Finn say, well, you think you can beat me with your supernatural antics. I can. And then the following pay-per-view. Fight magic with magic. You have Bray and Finn be in a, maybe, depending on where Lesnar is, if the title is not on the show. That's one thing about Brock I like is because when he wasn't, back when he had the title in 2014, when he wasn't on the show, Ambrose and Rollins got to main event. Yeah. The authority thing main event when Sting debuted. Yeah. So I feel like Bray and Finn could be that placement main event when Brock is away. Now, that's contingent on whatever happens with him. So well, that's just you me know, fantasy booking. You said, and I've heard elsewhere since, I think you said, uh, he's scheduled for the he is, September but, 24th, I think, Raw pay-per-view. He is, but I'm starting to think that he's not winning at SummerSlam, which we'll get into when we Okay, and then he'll the have his event. rematch. Well, that kind of lines up with... Yeah, but what when he gets me rematches, earlier. he also, you know, he could come back months yeah. down the road. So yeah, just that's looking a, at its trajectory from previous years. And by the way, that's another thing with this step. In fact, we didn't even really talk about that. Doesn't he have to win the match at SummerSlam because he's scheduled for the September 24th pay-per-view? Well, and always, if he doesn't win the match at SummerSlam, then he won't be around for that show that he's scheduled for in September? Yeah, they always say the card is subject to change, though. So them being there, it's the same yeah. thing as Bailey and being guys on the always, SummerSlam poster, And guys always leave and come back yeah. like nothing. So. Yeah, so I don't really There's think really, that whole thing Nothing is, means uh, anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, a good point. Um, Thanks we, for reminding me. Can we get into the Fatal 4-Way? Are you good with transitioning? Yeah, no, yeah. Main event, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, last man standing match. More of the same between them. It was a good match, don't get me wrong, but I think that they've definitely done all they could you know yeah. we had ambulances the chair spot was brilliant i would love that was awesome that was uh, really cool. really cool um you know it, it was good it was a good match you now there was a complete 
foresight in terms of the referee. Why did he stop counting at the end of that match? That was just horrible. I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. That was dumb. My, Michael Cole, who was supposed to decry interference and be like the baby face, is supposed to say, Samoa Joe is screwing over. And then what does he say? It's no disqualification. What does that mean? The referee stops counting then? Those aren't the rules. Yeah. He, it was at nine. Why couldn't he keep counting and Roman is, you know what I mean? Like, I thought maybe they would have Braun lose, but then still have Samoa Joe and the show on top. So yeah. Roman won, but yeah, Samoa yeah, Joe's yeah. won. No. They just yeah, stopped who, counting. It made no sense. It really didn't. Who even stood tall? Like, because what you Essentially, Samoa Joe. Because I keep thinking, exactly, because I keep thinking about what you said last week. They're going to have each of yeah. each of the three stand tall going going into SummerSlam. Reigns stood tall last week, undeniably. This week, Braun won the match, but Joe... I would have had Joe go after Braun after the match, maybe with like a steel chair or something. I mean, he just went through a last man standing match. Because Joe and Braun have had little interaction. You haven't explored yeah. that part yeah, of yeah, yeah. the match yet. So that's what I, how I would have I mean, the end of the show. I agree, and I agree, at least for the yeah. purpose of what we're saying, to have one stand tall over the other. Definitely. Because... I don't know. I really want Joe to stand tall next week. Obviously. Well, Probably predictably. Yeah, but you have to worry about the fact that usually whoever stands tall on the go-home show isn't winning at SummerSlam. Unless well, you just yeah, don't think you, he's winning. You have to consider the fact that he's not winning. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. See, I wouldn't be surprised if him and Braun win. I'm still going that way. Yeah, Braun. I, I wouldn't be surprised at Braun, but Joe, I would be more surprised. I, I have my money on... I have equal amounts of money. If I had $100, yeah. I would put... Do you need to borrow money? No. If I had $100, I would put 50 on Braun Strowman. Okay. 40 on Samoa Joe. Wow. And 10 on Brock. Wow. Yeah. None on Roman. Oh, no. I, wow. I really don't think he's winning. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah. Wow. No. Yeah. Yeah. You really don't think he's winning, huh? I, why? Not. What makes you so sure? Because... How would you extend the rematch between Brock and Roman all the way to WrestleMania? Now, if they're you're not planning that for WrestleMania, you're assuming that then... Brock is getting a one-on-one rematch from whoever wins the title at SummerSlam at the next pay-per-view, right? Not the next one, but before WrestleMania. <laughs> well, he wouldn't get it at the next one because he's leaving. I mean, Kevin Owens is still waiting on his Universal title shot. Yeah, but Brock... But, see, Brock is central to the Universal title. Kevin Owens left the brand, for God's sake, so he's yeah. not really... Well, if Brock loses the title, he's leaving. He's leaving. He's gone. Right. So, I mean, maybe you can have Brock win the Rumble. I, I just I don't see Roman winning. I really don't. I just I yeah. don't think they're going to do it. I just don't. I hope they don't. I'm really confident they I don't. I hope they don't. They um, know. Uh, listen, as much as we talk about Vince, I just don't see them ending SummerSlam with him on top. Yeah. I can't. And then maybe WrestleMania again. You, I just don't. I just don't. What do you think about the idea of, like, Strowman winning because Heyman turned on Lesnar? Yeah. Think about the idea of Heyman, go, Heyman going with Strowman. Mm, Strowman could use a mouthpiece. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see Paul leaving Brock for his... For like okay. Yeah. yeah. That's just me. I mean, it's I mean, not a bad can't, idea. If, if, he does, if he turns on Brock, you can't really pay Big that off. Thing too. Yeah. Plus, so. you can't really pay that off with... Brock ever getting a comeuppance on Heyman, what's he going to do to him? Well, they could recreate the entire Big Show storyline where Brock essentially F5'd Paul, you know. No, I know, but Heyman's, you know, I know, but Heyman's substantially older now than he was Oh, then. I agree. I mean, he did get speared and choked out by Samoa, so he's not, you know, partial By to the country him. of Samoa. That was impressive by when Samoa the country Joe. of Samoa did that to him. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> anything else about Raw? Or can we go on um, SmackDown? You're chomping at the bit to put it behind you, huh? 
There's one thing I wanted to ask you about. Oh, uh, how do you like Cesaro's singles chances at the for the Universal title? What? I don't understand the question. Well, yeah, it's kind of out of left field, right? You weren't listening to commentary during the Ambrose-Cesaro match? Fucking Probably book, not. Booker definitely. T? Booker T oh, just would I heard not, about him making dude, mistakes. He just wouldn't shut up. Booker kept saying, Cesaro's a singles competitor. Ultimately, he wants to win the biggest singles championship. And Corey said, he wore a championship out to the ring. He is a champion. He's a top champion. And Booker just wouldn't. And it was like, what is he... Like, are you having a stroke oh, right now? Oh, yeah, but then like, he went on to say, like, yeah. I think he was trying to say, like, he was a tag team in both and why is Cesaro settling for the tag team. But I do remember him not shutting up about it, yeah. He just, yeah, yeah. he just wouldn't shut up about it. What are you talking about? Oh, my God! That's it was ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know why he's still, Booker like, T is just, yeah, <laughs> doing that job. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, but SmackDown, SmackDown yeah. away. So uh, SmackDown begins with John Cena coming out. Uh, I have a problem with this. Right off the uh, bat. yeah. So what I like is how he talks up Shinsuke. What I don't like. Naturally. What I don't like, and you talk about, you know, and we talked about it last week. We had a, not a heated debate. We talked about people losing championship matches and not wanting. He lost the chance to make history at SummerSlam. Yeah. He did not talk once about losing an opportunity for the championship. Yeah. He literally goes, I look up and I lost. And like, I understood what he was trying to do. But it just completely, in my eyes, negated the fact that that was a match for the championship. Yeah. So I understand he was trying to put over Shinsuke, and I appreciate that, and he did. But he didn't once talk about the fact that, you know, I really wanted to be WWE champion, or I would have made history, or anything like Mm -hmm. that. And then I'm like, well, maybe he's going to transition to Corbin. Maybe he'll say that all of his focus is on Corbin right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Corbin has to come out. I don't know if you picked it up. I just found it an issue that... You know, talk about the importance of championships. You were saying how the U.S. championship is more important than WWE. And I have to say, last night, that segment alone, he didn't once talk about. Yeah. And. Almost as if it's lost meaning for him, having done it so many times. It doesn't matter! So, my other issue is that Corbin comes out. Corbin, Corbin I struggle with, because I like his thing, like his aura and his shtick. I love his finishing move. I think it's one of the best in the business. Do you like it? Yeah. Not as just, I don't like his disco stick like Lady Gaga. I like his shtick. Shtick. Vertigo (laughs) shtick. Do you, uh, do you like his new entrance theme? Um. It has to grow on me personally. I really thought the motorcycle thing was pretty iconic for him. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I thought it was over with the fans. So, I don't know. I don't. When they took the bright lights away from him, that kind of. I did like the lighting. The light. And the Titan Tron turning off. His old NXT lighting. When the music kicked in, it used to oh, go the spotlight. The super bright lights. Yeah. Um, I also liked how the spotlight used to bring him, how he'd walk into a spotlight. That and it would, would turn, turn red. That's yeah, that was That's cool. Gone now. That was cool. But, but, but it was all right. But, uh, yeah, his, the song itself has to grow on me. Sorry, go ahead. It's okay. I, I, I think he deserves to be where he is. I don't think he deserves to be champion like now. Like I don't think he should cash in at SummerSlam because I don't see him as world title material right now. Yeah, see, if you don't think he should be world champion right now, there's a – Probably a case to make that he shouldn't be money in the bank. No, because right I now. think in a year he, he he's made he's a lot of progress already. So I think if they wait a long time, I think they can. He just needs the money more... in the bank briefcase is supposed to familiarize people with the idea of this guy being champion. So you're saying so far for you, it's not working. Yeah, but I also well, no, well, no, well, my issue was mainly his promo. That's what I was going to get him to say. Yeah. Like I think he's a, a good wrestler. I think he has good intensity. I think that he has a good gimmick. But he don't know talking good like me and you. You know, Dolph Ziggler, when he was Money in the Bank the first time, he was 
you know, people wanted him to be world champion, but it wasn't necessarily that they oh, saw yeah. him as being one. It was like a, you know, he's a guy who's not, you know, getting. It was almost like a CM Punk thing in a way. Like he wasn't getting his, his 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 due, his, and then his and just, then his just desserts. His, his just desserts, and then as Money in the Bank, he was really well, and that cash in was such an amazing moment. Yeah. So Baron Corbin, I think, can build. He needs more matches to show that he's a really good worker because he can be. He works a different style. He's. He was called up at a time when I didn't think he should be, and he has exceeded all my expectations personally. Yeah, I mean, okay. he, he's yeah. had really good matches with AJ Styles. He's had a good match with John Cena already, so he's, yeah. he's working with them well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. in a few more months, I could see him as champion. It's just that his promo ability is just... It's you can't see, you can't like see him starting really, out SmackDown with a 15-minute promo. Yeah, but sometimes he's like really good. I just feel like he shouldn't talk that much. And they do like the whole whining I mean, don't thing Don't put with the title him on sometimes. him if you don't want him to talk that much. Well... Mm, no, you can have him to be like like a heel who doesn't need to do Talk. these like long promos. Talk. You know what I mean? Like I don't. He he looks like a champion. Yeah. But his talking like they need to figure out how to detail him because like even in the ring when he like whines about I don't know they need to perfect him. He comes off like a badass. They paint him as his boxing champion, which he is. Yeah. So you, some of the other stuff he does is is incongruent with what they're. Telling us, that's right, right, all. right. There's a little bit of a disconnect. Yeah, he could be a little bit more comfortable, especially yeah, on the mic. Yeah, that's especially all. on the mic. Yeah. So then he comes out with Cena, which essentially is for no reason because yeah. he he says, "I don't even want to match with you." So why'd you come out? Yeah, dummy. So the it whole also... thing is a back and forth. Cena and Corbin. Cena saying, "Oh, I'll teach you respect." Typical John Cena shit. Yeah. And then I do like how Corbin said, "You don't have the championship. I don't want to deal with you." So that I liked. That's smart. That's yeah. That's a heel who wants yeah, a champion. Yeah, yeah. Why would he want to wrestle John Cena? You should think that it oh. is John Cena, and and also John Cena put him through a table last week. Yes, so there's that. They didn't. They did show it. I mean, they it barely talked it. Well, they did talk about it. John Cena said, "I'll put you through another table." Yeah, but get your story straight. We'll go into Shinsuke and that thing, but Shinsuke talked up the importance of John Cena having a match with John Cena, which I agree with. Even yeah. if you're anyone having a match yeah, with John yeah, Cena yeah. means that you are. You're you're on man. You've arrived, level. right? You've arrived. Yeah, Baron but Corbin totally undercut that. Just doesn't want one, and yeah. Cena just is throwing one out there. It's SummerSlam, where he put on a classic with um, AJ Styles last year, where he put on classic with CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Not a classic with Brock Lesnar, but that iconic moment. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, his SummerSlam matches have been pretty iconic. Like, yeah. Almost all of them. Yeah, you're right. So you're right. just to have Corbin with little builds I mean, he's for a no heel. reason. The way they would argue it is that he's a yeah, heel. He'd I rather just... show up and just cash in the yeah. briefcase and do as little as possible yeah. and walk out with a title. So, Dana O'Brien comes out and makes the match. I just don't think the match is necessary. I understand you need Cena on the card. I don't... Yeah. I guess you, you really... could argue where else would he go on the card, but... Both he and Orton, we were talking about off yeah, air. Yeah, same thing. Just with, total yeah. afterthoughts. They're just... It's yeah. just like, all right, who's left? Oh, wow, Cena, Cena's left. Oh, that can't... You gotta... You know, Baron Corbin. And then yeah. Rusev... Like, Rusev literally said, like, I don't have a match for SummerSlam. Who am I going to wrestle? And mm-hmm. Orton came out. Yeah. And that's literally the entirety of their The same so person far. who faced Brock Lesnar in the main event of last year, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, now that match is official. Uh, we had two matches in the women's division. Charlotte and Lana thought that was going to happen at SummerSlam. Yeah. They just keep giving this shit away. They got it. Not got saying a, it was a classic. Well, they we, got it out of the way, I think. Yeah. And listen, Lana, again... They're painting her the way they should. She's not experienced, but she shows flashes of brilliance. I like mm-hmm. that whole idea. This may be a controversial statement. <laughs> I say that a lot, but yeah. I kind of feel like she's holding things back 
to fit the story. I'm not saying she's such a good wrestler that she could pretend to be a bad one. Don't get me wrong. She's very green. Yeah. She's only had 20 matches. But I really feel like... Not that anyone's counting. Well, I I know. I was following her before <laughs> she got in the main roster yeah. like a nerd. Um I just feel like the story, and JBL says it every week, so I know he's being told to say it, is literally, he says this exact quote, you know, sometimes she shows that she shouldn't be in there, other times she shows flashes of brilliance. Says that almost all of her matches. Yeah. So I just feel like the story is that Lana isn't where she should be, and I'm not saying that she's so much greater than what she is, but I really think that she's not having a competitive match because of Charlotte. Yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah. her and Charlotte could put on a decent match because Charlotte is such a good competitor. Right. This match could have gone much longer, in my opinion. Uh, really funny when Lana's tits almost came out. Did you notice that? No. Really? No, I didn't. Did yeah. you notice the crowd start say, saying thank you, Lana, and popping at one point in the match? I was wondering about that. I noticed that. She, when she flipped over, which was actually athletic, she, like, Charlotte looked like she was in a power bomber, and Lana, like, went back to the bridge. But her tits were like. Oh, I didn't notice. That. I didn't notice the tits. Yeah. Like, didn't notice yeah, I'm the like tits. pretending like I'm bridging on my tits wrap. I don't have tits. <laughs> Look at this picture. Oh my god. So then the, the crowd started chanting, "Thank you, Lana." Yeah. Um. So Charlotte wins okay, in that about makes more about sense. two minutes. Afterwards, yeah. Tamina was there with Lana. Yeah. They're painting the story that Lana wants to be like Tamina, but she's more ravishing and I more guess, beautiful. Because of that and backstage then, segment. Was... Yeah. But I got to say, the character development they're doing for Lana is kind of underrated because they're really, I don't know, they're really taking the time to evolve her. I feel like she could be a babyface in a few months, maybe a year, the way they're building her up. Yeah. It's showing her trials and tribulations. You know, she challenged Charlotte. She got in there with a four-time women's champion. She's supposed to be a heel, but I respect that, certainly. You certainly do. I don't know. She's Let's putting... not blow this out of proportion. I mean, yeah, she didn't necessarily give her all she got but i just feel like she's you know putting in the work and i feel like in a year or so there may be money in her being a decent wrestler yeah i mean she's got a great look so the crowd yeah, always definitely naturally kind of drawn to her yeah. one way or the other uh second match in the women's division was carmella and naomi they had a pretty competitive match yeah, it was decent pretty good match um so the ending is when ellsworth knocked off naomi carmella wins with a super I kick for that i didn't you know i, I wasn't too. even tracking how long he'd been gone yeah but yeah it was a good pop was, it was yeah. interesting also, I think Carmella's not winning the championship when she cashes in. Only because they did this match where they're trying to say that Carmella can win with Ellsworth. That's the yeah. whole thing here. Yeah. They did this ending. Ellsworth had Carmella pin Naomi. Assuming Naomi wins at SummerSlam, which I think she will. And I'm not saying Carmella's going to cash in at SummerSlam. But I just feel like Carmella's going to get her comeuppance by Naomi pinning her. And somehow alleviating Ellsworth or somehow winning the match. Do you think that could happen? Just because I feel like with the ending they did could be the ending of when she cashes in. You know what I'm trying to say? Ellsworth interferes, Carmella wins. Yeah. I just feel like doing that again when they cash in. I don't think that has to be the way Carmella cashes in, that Ellsworth interferes first. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like the way they had the backstage segment with Natalia, and, and I, I feel also, like they're kind of saying that he's going to get her the championship, essentially. And I also, I don't want to give too much away about my wishful booking for the World Heavyweight Championship, but let's just say you wouldn't want to do that with both Money in the Bank briefcases. Oh, God. Well... What I was just saying before with Baron Corbin, I hope that doesn't happen. Although I think they can make history having oh, no. two cash-ins on the same night. We agree that Baron Corbin shouldn't leave SummerSlam with the title. Totally yes. agree with you on that. But it could I happen, just also yes. think he shouldn't leave with a briefcase. Yes, absolutely. 
But they could make history and, you know, say, oh, first time they two cashins on the same night. Yeah. So it's possible. Um, why the fuck? Big fuck. I don't fuck a lot on the show. No, you don't. I would notice, I think. Why wasn't Natalia <laughs> on this fucking card, at least, or out there, or fucking Canada, really? They brought up Red Hart already, which we'll yeah. get to in a second. Oh, man. Really? Yeah. Why not? She's in a women's championship match. Because she would have been cheered, probably. She's the heel in the women's SummerSlam match. They didn't. Kevin Owens, uh, Jinder Mahal, they had to know the guy was from Canada as much as they didn't want to tell us. They don't tell Regardless, us. Regardless, that was just fucking terrible. What the fuck happened? Even if you're in fucking Los Angeles. Yeah. She's the number one contender for the women's championship. She must have been there off, you know, not on, just not on TV. She must have been. How could she Well, not? she was on screen. Remember, she was... No, I know, but she must, I, I'm, she must have been out in the arena at some point during the night. Not on. I'm saying she wasn't on TV, but I mean what was she during the night for out? the live crowd, have a wrestle a dark match. Oh, I mean, I guess so. Uh, very small aspect, well, not small aspect of the show, but you had uh, two Canadians and Sami Zayn, Ty Dillinger go up against the Usos. I thought that was a clever way of booking of of you know having two guys from Canada be on the show. Yeah, it actually I mean, made me want them as a tag team, to be honest, because I think they have really good chemistry. Yeah, Usos win, and, and they're also not really doing much with either of them. Yeah, which is why and the I tag like division the sucks. Yeah, so really um, efficient call. Yeah, so Usos win. New Day comes out, Biggie comes out rather, and Kofi and Xavier are behind the Usos. Mm-hmm. They attack him, and the Usos wind up getting away. You know, I'm starting to feel like there's so many matches on this card that some of the matches I'm like. Like, I can't keep up with them. Like, they yeah. had a great match. Oh, no, yeah. They had a great match at Battleground. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, I don't know. Are they going to... Like, you had such a great match at Battleground. Now you're being thrown on SummerSlam. Like, I feel like some of these matches are going to be forgotten about quickly because of how stacked the card is. Yeah. We're not well, even it's just, stacked. just how much is there. Yeah. There's a lot. For the most part, like, big, pretty big matches. It seems yeah, like it's gonna the crowd is gonna be exhausted the by the end of it. Yeah, I'll tell you, I definitely regret not getting tickets for SummerSlam. At the top of the nine o'clock hour, Shane McMahon comes out to introduce the rules of engagement between, yeah. which is such a weird that and the grudge match, which just weird ways to like market things. And yeah, show and just stop. When did a grudge match become like a thing? Yeah, it's not like a you know what I mean. I don't know. Well, it's a small complaint, but yeah, like it's something like Orton. the commentators will say, not like you'll like grudge match. You know, what is it, the eighties? <laughs> Orton won the grudge, but Jinder won the title. So who's yeah, really who's really laughing? Right. Anyway, yeah. so this segment was my favorite. Kevin Owens was just brilliant, even more so in Canada. The commentary on Vince screwing over Brett was brilliant. And then uh, that tank was for him, and then he spun them just like that. I mean, they, of course, cheered him again, but that's just the but brilliance of yeah, his heel being. He's, he's the best. Um, I'm not a good guy. Kevin Owens also what I said last week, I'm really hoping they talk about AJ and Shane's history. They did, thank God. Kevin Owens cleverly mm-hmm. brought it up and he's, he's obviously well he they you know, they Shane started out by talking about how Kevin Owens got in his face last week and suggested that he wouldn't he wouldn't be a good referee. Yeah. And Kevin Owens apologized, you know, to to preface uh-huh. reminding everybody about the uh, actually about when AJ put Shane's head through a window, which when they showed that footage, I was like, why would you remind everybody? I know why Kevin Owens, the heel, would remind yeah. everybody, but I don't know why WWE as a whole in this situation would remind everybody. Um, but, I mean, to your point, that's that's Yeah, what, I mean, you know, Kevin Owens you, is the one that showed it. Because so AJ's yeah. the heel, and that was a pretty ridiculous thing he did when he put Shane's head through the window. I mean, but, AJ's the face now. I, I'm sorry, AJ is the face now, yeah. 
Um, well, that's why Kevin did it to kind of. I mean, I agree that. But see, well, what I hated more is when they got in, into the physical altercation and AJ by accident Pele kicked Shane. AJ didn't us. say thank you. Uh, <laughs> AJ didn't say I'm sorry. He Great said comment. stay out of my way. Did you read his lips? No. So, well, after all that, hang, hang on, because. Kevin Owens was trying to create hostility between Shane and AJ, yeah. as you would do as the heel in that right. situation. AJ, on one hand, says, I know what you're trying to do here, Kevin. And then on the other hand, feeds right into it by saying, and if Shane does screw me over at SummerSlam, he knows what's going to happen. He's going to get what he got at WrestleMania, which is like, AJ, yeah. you can't, you know, yeah, are, I that's, don't know that's a pretty that dumb comment either. to make. And so this, if he says, you know, if after he accidentally paylaid, Shane McMahon, yeah, he, he said, said, stay out of my way. Stay out of my way. That's Instead of, even, like, I'm sorry, or, like, helping him up. That's even more, like, Yeah, dude, I agree. That was really If you sad. see what Kevin Owens is doing, then why the fuck are you helping him? Yeah. I mean, you have Kevin Owens laughing in the end and literally getting applause by the crowd because he did his job well. But, yeah, yeah I don't think AJ was painted in the best light. No. But uh, I am. This is one of the matches I am most looking forward to, I have to say. This and the Fatal 4-Way. I'm definitely excited for these yeah. matches. Yeah, those um, are probably mine, too. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm really curious to see what happens in the World Heavyweight Championship match. Yes. Uh, but match-wise, 4-Way in the U.S. Yes. So, uh, you sometimes have issues with the way Shinsuke is presented on television mm -hmm. because his angler sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, doesn't get across the killer this, vibe and, that he has. And this... Exactly spells out my, my concern, I think. Renee Young interviews Shinsuke Nakamura, and I liked this interview segment because they interpolated videos of what they were talking about into mm -hmm. it. So, yes, you could argue that this is masking Nakamura's deficiencies, which it is, but totally. I think that this was kind of the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. You're doing an interview, but you're also hyping it with the video package at the same time. Yeah. Shinsuke came across really likable. It shows how much oh, he wants awesome, yeah. this championship. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it's going to suck when he has to do a regular interview without that video stuff. In a live setting. In a live mean, setting. Yeah. But I also don't... They don't do that with many people often, unless it's, like, backstage. Like, the whole in-ring interview thing is rare in WWE. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. you know, the most it'll be is a backstage... You know, no, you said the sit down, the whole sit down interview thing. That will both because that's what we're talking about. So that, a... so that, or also, I'm trying to say the only times in which he'll have to talk without that stuff is going to be either, like you said, oh, okay, or in the ring, like yeah, they did yeah, with yeah. Bailey, like yeah. that happens sometimes. But I just don't, feel, I just feel like you can get around that by not doing it all the time. And you know, I don't think that his English is improving from week to week, but I did think that I understood everything he said, with or without the video stuff there. Yeah. Some things he said could be questionable, and they just wouldn't include those in the video package. That's what... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? The video stuff just helped enhance what we were talking about. It put over the match really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, I mean, I definitely hope that he's... I'm sure that he's uh, trying to improve and trying to, you know, yeah, speak English better. Yeah, no, so definitely. So I really liked it a lot. He came across likable. Uh, one thing... For whatever reason, the build to all these matches, like, we only have the world championship match made last week. Like, this is yeah. SummerSlam. Yeah. And Shinsuke, to me, while he's not a Daniel Bryan that you should be building up to hit, well, no, you should be building up to him winning his first world title. I am almost wondering if they should have given him a mid-card title to begin with and really extend him winning the world title because I don't see him winning at SummerSlam. Yeah. Do you Randy think he Orton shouldn't win at SummerSlam? Well, that's the problem they're in. I think that he should because of the fact that they should not have Jinder Mahal beating Shinsuke. Yeah. But I feel like they're going to get around that because Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal was the main event. 
you had Randy Orton win, and the whole selling point was that the Singh brothers weren't there because they were injured, even though yeah. you and I talked about the fact that they were there last week, but Which, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's going to make you think, okay, so let's just say that the, the Singh brothers interfere at SummerSlam and Shinsuke loses. Are we really going to do that again? Like we ju- It's one thing to be a heel and get help. But they did that with Randy Orton so much. I don't want Shinsuke to fall into that pattern. Yeah. Like, does he lose and move on? Does I, he win and get cashed in on? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I see, especially because WWE is going to be in India in September. Would they really take the title off of him a week before they're going to be touring his country? That's another thing that I'm thinking Are they of. definitely going to be touring yeah. India? 100%, yeah. Maybe the crowd in India will pay to see him pursue because it'll be Possible. rematches in the... I just, you know, I think that you've booked yourself into this corner. I think Shinsuke has to win. Even with the Singh brothers, I think... The so-called outsiders! You know, I think that even all three together shouldn't be enough to stop Shinsuke. Yeah, And furthermore, I I think Shinsuke should win the title and then be cashed in on by Baron Corbin. And I think he should beat Baron Corbin, too. Yeah, that would be great. Well, then everyone loses their minds! That would be amazing. I mean, that's who Shinsuke Nakamura is in this whole thing to me, or at least... But That's who I want him to be. I agree, but I also, if he wins the title, I would want and need him to hold it until WrestleMania at least. I'm fine with that. Yeah, but I don't know if they'll... I don't... Well, think about... The, you gotta, I don't th- know you gotta remember will. the WWE we're talking about. He'll hold it until Royal Rumble, at which point he will drop it to the part-timer that they brought in to wrestle for SmackDown's world title at WrestleMania. Randy Orton? Yeah, or... Like Batista, or... Oh. Like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just yeah, I, I don't know. If somebody that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. That nobody cares yeah, I don't to know. see that that's WWE possi- that's definitely possible expects to them. suddenly just be the big yeah. shit. Like Goldberg. Like, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah, I mean, next week we're going to get into our legitimate results. But, yeah, you and I agree that Shinsuke should win and needs to win. But it's going to be interesting how they play it out. Um, Randy Orton, like I said, won the match. Uh, yeah. And then after Randy wins, Rusev kicked Randy. They went off the air. But you know, oh, Brizango? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm starting to think this Brizango thing isn't leading to a match at this point. Do you think they're going to appear at SummerSlam and do anything? I think they'll be in a backstage segment for sure, probably. Yeah. But unfortunately, probably nothing more than that. I definitely laughed when the whole Arn Anderson thing happened. Yeah, that was really, that was clever. I like that a lot. The fact that they had this horse that Tyler Breeze had had, or was it Fandango had had? In any case, like, the horse that was established to be named Tully that they re-brought back in with... You know the horse head. I never even thought about the fact that. That's what I'm yeah, saying. It was good. It and was then good. to have it to have Arn say it was him because, and that's what pointed out to me like, oh, Tully Blanchard, that's so clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was yeah, that was it was funny. really. I love um, love them both. Hopefully they're good for you know a couple minute comedy segment. At yeah, I, I could see them being like maybe with even someone from Raw or I, I could see something or interacting with, with if there's going to be an obligatory. You know, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, one of those appearances. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Have them interact with yeah, that. Yeah, definitely, I agree with that. That could be age. Um, you had something to say to me? So that was SmackDown. What? Make sure you guys tune in next week. We will have our official predictions and, and wishful, uh, bookings. wishful booking of SummerSlam and the entire large card. Yeah. Uh, Fat bastard! But for this episode, my name is Jimmy Moorcraft. You can catch me on Twitter, at Dr. Moorcraft. And my name is Lee McNulty. You can try to catch me on Twitter <laughs> at Real Hugh Jackter. Follow the buzzer. All right, guys. We will see. Well, you will hear us next week. That's more accurate. <laughs> Later, guys. So long. Thank you very much, and have a nice day.